I thought about this subject tonight, how that God has gave us a book. We ain't got to do guesswork. We ain't got to ask Dr. Spooky Spock what he thinks about it. We ain't even got to take a vote on it. The book settles it. The book said it. That's what's going to happen. Amen. Hebrews chapter number two, verse number one, the Bible said, therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Son, is America letting them slip? For if the word spoken by angels was steadfast in every transgression, and disobedience receive a just recompense of reward. Now think about what that statement just said. If you got what you deserved, how shall we escape, he said, if we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. God also bearing them witness, both with signs and wonders and with divers miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to his own will. For unto the angels hath he, notice this, not put in subjection the world to come whereof we speak. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to stand here tonight. I thank you, Father, that we as God's people have, a, have, Lord, a great opportunity here tonight that, God, that we can look in the Word and find the answer. And, God, may we do just that tonight. Lord, I know we have many questions, so, God, help us all. Help us all, Lord, to hear what the Spirit would say tonight. And, God, that we'd be obedient Lord, we prayed for revival. You gave us a date. You gave us a man. And God, we're looking forward to revival. So let it start today. Within me, Lord, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as you look at that scripture, and you look at it right, He's asking the question there in verse number three, how shall we escape? Brother Terry, my young brother here, I know you've been asked questions already. Most of us. Brother Richard, I'm sure you have. Both Richards. I'm sure that most of us has been asked questions about salvation, about the word of God, about Bible, about the church about Jesus. And I thought about some questions. And I thought about, as the Lord said, Adam, where art thou? Genesis 3 and 9. I thought, that's one of the first questions it was asked. Well, Jesus, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Ghost was in the garden and said, where art thou? Now can I answer that question? He already knew. He already knew where he was. 
He just wanted to see if he had compound what he had already done. And most of us will do that. Sometimes that's the reason we ask questions. Amen. We want somebody to agree with our point of view. No matter what it is, we want them. Lord, how many times have we heard a little wine but a stomach? <laughs> well, did you take a spoonful, a bottle full, or a barrel full? Amen. I mean, how, how little is your little? You go to the doctor, he say, take a spoonful. He don't say drink it a fifth at a time. Hello? I mean, did he ever give you a medicine that you went to the drugstore and got and you had to drink a whole fifth unless you was having a cleansing for a colonostomy? Amen. But we'll ask that question, won't we? A little wine for the stomach. That's what the Bible says. But God said in Genesis, where art thou? That's a question, wasn't it? And you think about it. He said, if we neglect. Now, we are a neglectful people. (laughs) We neglect reading our Bible. You know I preach on this a lot, don't I? I really do preach on this. Hey, you think I don't know, but I do know. Most of the time, what I've preached a week or two or a month or two, and I'm kind of like what Brother Hard Michaels told that lady up on Stone Mountain. When you quit committing it, I'll quit preaching it. Right? When we quit neglecting our Bible. Amen. I won't have to preach on it no more, but as long as we keep neglecting the Word of God, I'll have to keep preaching on it. Adam, where art thou? Now let me ask you a question. I wonder how many right now know exactly where their Bible is. You know, I don't understand why people come to church and they got eight or ten Bibles at home and they never bring one to church. I don't understand that. I ain't going to leave the house without my sword. I don't go on vacation without my sword. I don't even go to the beach without my sword. Much less the ocean. Right? Now think about it. Where's your Bible? You ever been in a home and you say, where's the Bible? I want to read you a passage. And they say, uh, 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 uh. And when they bring it to you, it's got so much dust on it. Yeah. How shall we neglect, he said. What a neglectful people we are, even in our prayer life. Hey, I, I'm not going to really preach hard tonight on you've neglected to come to church in a while. <laughs> I, I, I'll just mention that in passing. How about it? Let me let me say, how long has it been since you really paid your tithes, right? Will a man rob God? Wasn't that a question? Will a man rob God? Yeah, tithes and offerings. We might give tithes, but have we given any offering? Well, I'm just preaching tonight. I've just got some questions. The Bible's got questions, so the preacher must have a few questions also. When's the last time you had a real good Holy Ghost breakdown prayer? 
I'm talking about where there wasn't a whole lot of audible words. It was a lot of tears and snot. Weeping and crying and begging and pleading inside of yourself. I'm asking the question. God said, Adam, where art thou? You notice Adam didn't holler back and say, I was in the prayer room. I was at church. <laughs> I, I'm singing the song in the choir. No, he didn't say none of those things. Why? Because he was hid. Because he was ashamed. Because he realized what the word of God said was true. And he knew he had done wrong. And then God asked him, said, who told you you were naked? Who told you that? Amen. Listen, they were so pure they didn't even know they was naked. Wasn't no sin. Wasn't no sin thought. <laughs> you know, a lot of nudist colonies use that. Well, they were naked in the Bible. Well, I've got a question for the nudist camp that do that. How much Bible are you teaching? How many Bibles is at your camp? Oh, yeah, I've got a few questions to ask. <laughs> How much wine did you drink before you said, that's enough? Oh, church. <laughs> and then we read in Genesis also, when Cain slew Abel and God come looking, he said, am I my brother's keeper? I want to say this to the church and the church world. Yes, you are. We should bear a burden for our loved ones. Amen. When's the last time you carried them to an altar in prayer? I've got a question tonight. Yeah. Are you your brother's carrier or are you your brother's burden? Oh, it's quiet in here tonight, ain't it? That's good. When the wind ain't blowing, I can sow real deep seeds. Hey, I just got a few questions. I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know, do you really have a burden for the law? Hey, 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 do you pray for anybody but your family? And do you pray for them with the same fervent that you pray for your family? Oh, preacher, pray for my son, my daughter. They're a guilty distance from God. When's the last time you cried that for anybody else? Yeah, I've got a few questions tonight. Are you your brother's keeper? Hey, why did he word it that way? Because he was guilty and he knew he was guilty. He knew what he had done. He knew that God knew what had happened. He said, your brother's blood crieth out from the ground. Yeah, it's done told me what you done. Slew your brother because you were angry because I wouldn't accept your offering. And you killed your brother. Can I tell you this world, and I'm going to tell America this tonight, 
You may try to kill the church, but you'll never kill the word. The word of God will live on forever and ever and ever. If they shut every church down in the world, the word of God will live on. And the word of God will come true. Go back if you will. Let me ask you a question. How many times through the Bible did somebody try to kill the young uns to keep the Messiah from being born? <laughs> Yay, America's been killing babies for a long time. How much has America got to answer for? I got a question for you, America. When God brings judgment and you realize what you have done, let me put it in your living room tonight. Let me put it in your church tonight. Let me put it in your heart tonight. What have you done for or against the gospel? Well, I'm a Christian. Well, what have you done for the gospel? I'm a Christian. Uh, Have you lifted up the name of Jesus? Have you told anybody you're saved? I just got a few questions. I thought about it. He said, if we neglect so great salvation. Are you with me? Abraham questioned, said, shall not the judge of the universe do right? He had a question, didn't he? You think about it. And then you you think about Job in Job 25 and 4. He said, can a man be justified with God? Can he? Let me help somebody tonight somewhere, if not right here at Charity Mission, but somewhere maybe. I don't care what your past is. God died for your sins. You can be forgiven. I don't care what the devil's whispered in your ear. He's a liar and a father of it anyhow. I don't care how many you've committed. Amen. Whether it's one or ten million makes no difference to God. He said, I can forgive you of all. But the question is, have you asked him? Job said, can a man be justified? Abraham said, Shall not the judge of the universe do right? Listen, listen. How many of us forgive our children when they've done wrong? If we're made in God's example, we're his image, then you know God will forgive you of your sins. That's why he sent his son Jesus to die, that there would be a pure blood sacrifice given for you. The question tonight is, have you received that? The question tonight could be, do you really believe that? Hey, hey, I heard just today that this Sunday and last Sunday and the Sunday before and the next Sunday after this, no more than 25% of professing Christians will darken the door of the house of God. One out of four that says they are Christians is all that goes to the house of God. So what does that tell me as a preacher? The question is tonight, why don't the other three quarters go? Can I answer my own question? It has to be 
to be because they truly do not believe. If they truly believe this word of God, the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of thyselves together. Much more as you see the day approaching. Listen, if day is not approaching, I'm the biggest dummy in the world because God's fixing to wind this thing up. It's already put in motion. Hey, they already trying to get a cashless society. The book done said that a long, long time ago. Amen. Amen. You'll neither buy nor sell unless you get it off of QVC or Amazon or something. They're not going to let you hold the money. They're going to take it out of your account. Oh, yeah. They forced us to have a bank account. Forced us to do that. If you want your tax refund, got to have a bank account. If I want my social security check, got to have a bank account. Yeah, we don't mail it out to you no more. We're going to direct deposit it. That's just another step in fulfilling the word of God. So the question is to the three quarters that's not going to church, you better get in church. You better get in church somewhere. Amen. Hey, I got Bible that says there'll be two in the field and one will be taken and one will be left. Two in the bed. One will be taken and one will be left. So that's only 50-50. We need to get up to 50-50. That 25% ain't a very good average. He said, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? Is your salvation great? Let me just ask that question tonight. Hey, I want to help you. I don't want to hurt you, but I want to tell you the truth tonight. Your salvation is not very great if you do not darken the house of God's doors. Your salvation cannot be great if you don't think it's good enough to even go to church. Much less, how you going to pay your tithes? How you going to go to an altar of prayer and get a brother or a sister to pray with you? Not to mention singing in the choir. Not to mention raising your hand in worship. Shedding a tear, running an aisle. I, I'm just got a, a bunch of questions tonight. I wish somebody could answer all those questions. The book already has. The book said there'll be a great falling away. Can a man be justified with God? (laughs) Jesus is coming down to the end of his ministry. They're locking him up. They're fixing to beat him. They're fixing to put him on a mockery trial. He looked at his disciples and said, will you go away? He asked them a question, didn't he? Will you also go away? Brother Terry, you correct me if I'm wrong. Seems like the more that people need God, the more they lay out of the house of God. It gets desperate and they don't come to the house of God. The very place they should come. Jesus said, it's getting tough, boys. Are you going to go away too? 
I want to tell you something, church. It ain't going to be easy to make it to heaven. You're going to have to claw your way there because the devil wants to discourage and stop you in every way he can. Amen. He's asking us a question. Will you go away also? When it gets tough. Hey, we saw that with COVID. I, I talked with Brother Scott today and I asked him, I said, how's your church doing? He said, he could do a lot better if they'd come back to church. I said, brother, don't feel like a long ranger. Everybody I talk to is having the same problem. But you know what that tells me? That most of them wasn't ever plugged in right to start with. I mean, if COVID is going to wipe the whole world out, we ought to be at the house of God. They ought to find their dead bodies at the house of God. No greater place could you pass away than sitting in the house of God. At least God would carry you into heaven. Now think about it tonight, church. Are we also going to go away? I mean, look around us tonight. Are we also just going to quit and say, I ain't into that anymore. I heard that years ago. I just ain't into that anymore. I've heard that many times through my ministry. I'm just not into that. I used to go, but I'm just not into that anymore. Well, what happened? Did the book change? Did God change? Is the church changed? And some of them say, oh yeah, the church ain't the same. No, it ain't, friend. It's you. It's you. Right here at Charity Mission, we still worship Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And the blood, we still believe sin is sin. And sin will separate you from the love of God. Oh, yes. And sin will take the joy out of you. Well, preacher, you say you're a sinner all the time. Yeah, and bless the good Lord, I'm glad he gives me a span of repentance. Yeah, I don't wait till I get to the house of God to repent. I go ahead and repent when I realize I've sinned and come short. Just running to church and confessing your sins and not showing up till you sin again, guess what? No. God will not accept that sacrifice. Yeah, you just confessing, you ain't possessing. Amen. So great a salvation, he said, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. You remember when you said you got saved? Did the whole world change? <laughs> what about Pilate's question? He said, what shall I do with Jesus, which is called the Christ? What will I do with him? His own people didn't want him. I mean, the church was hollering, crucify him, crucify him. He said, what am I going to do with this Christ? What am I going to do with this man called Jesus? The church don't want him. What am I going to do with him? I'm getting to a point, I hope to God you hear this one. 
The church may not want him, but it's an individual choice. If that church don't want him in the purity that he is, find you one that does. Don't sit there and be brainwashed and where it's all shout and ain't no substance. Hey, if you're going to shout, you're to walk right. If you're going to shout, run the aisles and worship God, you must be born again. If it's not you, the biggest hypocrite that ever walked. And I know a bunch of them that go to the house of God and worship God and go home and get drunk, whore around, take dope and everything else. Oh yeah, man laying with man, women laying with women. Oh yeah, it's going on every day. And they go to what they call the house of God and worship. I can tell you one thing. You are not worshiping the true and living God. I'm asking you a question. If you worship the true and living God, your lifestyle will convict you. Oh, yes. Hey, I'm not asking you for your approval tonight. I'm telling you what thus saith the word of God tonight. He's asked us some questions. Pilate said, what shall I do with Jesus? What shall I do? Listen, he said, what am I going to do with this man? And then he said, the Christ, not just a man. (laughs) I wonder how many churches today that he's really welcomed in. If it's not a church, what is it? Is it a social club? Is it just a gathering? I mean, they gather at the Moose Lodge. Go down here to the nightclubs. They gather at the nightclubs. And they worship their God. (laughs) I, I wish unto God we had some of that joy in the house of God. Drunk on the Holy Spirit of God. Yeah, slain in the spirit of God. Oh, preacher, that's old fogey. The only reason it's old fogey is ain't nobody believing it no more. Why would God waste it on people that don't want it and don't believe it? I'm trying to hurry. I really am. Said by the Lord and was confirmed unto us by them that heard him. Now listen Church, if you're born again, you had to hear the voice of God. Yeah. You know, look, look at it. We, verse 3, first line. How shall we escape? The word of God tells me that you're going to be judged for every deed done in your body, whether good or evil. There's a whole lot of folk out there tonight that's hoping that the good will outweigh the bad. Can I tell you something, friend? You'll still go to hell if you're not on the side of Jesus. And he has born again inside of you and made you a new creature. You'll go to hell just being a good man. I'm a good church goer. That won't get you to heaven. I'm a good tither. That won't get you to heaven. 
I'm a good, I attend every service. There's people going to die, go to hell from a church pew. The question is tonight, how much of this book do you really believe? <laughs> Preacher friend of mine, we were talking about speaking in tongues. I was a young Christian. I read the book. The book said you could speak in tongues. When the Holy Ghost came upon them, they spoke in tongue their native language. And people heard them in their native language and understood what they said. And that preacher friend of mine said, oh, don't even go into that subject. I said, you don't believe in speaking the tongues? He said, no, I don't. I said, what do you do? Tear that page out of your book? You know the trouble with most of us? We tore so many pages out of the book, it's not the book anymore. We've got every kind of version under the sun and we haven't got the power of the Holy Ghost in it anymore. We've took the blood out. We've took sacrifice out. We've took holiness out. We've took the blood out. And therefore we took Jesus out of it. What shall we do with him? As long as I'm pastor here, we're going to preach Jesus. We're going to preach the blood. We're going to preach carry the King James Bible. We're going to take and preach right living is the only way it'll ever get you to heaven. Confessing your faults and your sins and your shortcomings and asking God's forgiveness and turning from your wicked ways. The question is tonight, how close do you really want to live? Can I say this, friend? You're as close as you want to be. If you want, now listen to me carefully. You say, preacher, I want everything that God has in store for me. Are you sure? You might have to get on the plane and go with Terry. Yeah. Yeah. And you might have to sweat all week, sweat all night, sweat all day. Yeah. Hey, us Americans, we sweat over there. I took people, there ain't but one person ever went with us to Jamaica that wore a sweater and a Pearsall. Unto God, she wore a sweater in Jamaica. I'm standing there, it's 85 degrees at 11 o'clock at night and the water's running off of me carrying my luggage and she's got a sweater on. And I'm thinking, well, she'll fare well here this week. But I'm going to melt like a fat boy eating ice cream. And I did. Every time I've been there, Terry, he ain't a fat boy, but I'll guarantee you he's ringing wet. Why? It's hot. So if you really love God and you want God's will in your life and you want to get close, are you willing to load up on a plane and go? No, you're not because I can't even get you to an altar of prayer. Right here in America. I can't get you to church service regularly. I can't get you to paying your tithes, reading your Bible. I can't even get you to pray as you should. Much less asking God to send us to a foreign land. Much less raising their hands and say, yes, Lord. 
my answer in advance is yes. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, my answer in advance is yes. So the question for us right here tonight, are we satisfied with what we have? Or are we willing to repent and say, God, I need you more now than I ever have. My church needs you. My family needs you. And certainly America needs you. So God, let it start in me. Let me ask the question tonight. Let me ask you, God, what must I do to be born again? Then ask God, if you're born again, what must I do, Lord, that you'd be pleased with tonight? What must I lay down? What must I put aside? What must I give up? A lot of questions, isn't it? So what are you going to do with this Jesus? What are you going to do with this message tonight? Throw it in the trash as you go out the door? You won't remember it five minutes down the road? You'll do exactly what you want to do with it. If it's pricked your heart and you're serious with God, you'll repent. If you're serious about loving God, loving the church and following Him as close as you can, you will make a change in your life. And sinner friend, if you've never been born again, tonight be a good night to say, Lord, I realize I am lost. And the question is, will you ask Him that? Because I can tell you what his answer is. He said, come unto me all you that are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. This burden of sin will get heavier and heavier. Just go to him and get rest tonight as we stand. As we bow our heads in prayer. You may need to come to this altar. Remember, I'm asking you about a great salvation. Is it great to you tonight to be born again? Is it great to you tonight that God has chosen you as a vessel to use for his glory? Is it great tonight that charity mission is a part of your family? You can work here. You can have joy here. You can worship God here. Is it great to you that you have a place you can do that? Somebody may need to come and kneel. Step out right now. Father, I thank you for the opportunity here tonight, Lord, to speak. Preach the word of God. Father, you asked us so many questions through the Bible. Adam, where art thou? Where's your brother? Can God... Make us holy again. Can God forgive us of our sins? Questions. Many, many questions through the Bible, Lord, that you answered. As the man on the cross beside our Lord and Savior said, Remember me, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You know, if we last him tonight, he will remember us. He will forgive us. 
He will give us the wisdom and knowledge to grow in that grace and knowledge of his. So, Father, take my feeble efforts here tonight to encourage your people. Lord, that we'd get into our Bibles more. We'd pray more. We'd come to church more. We'd worship more. We'd testify and witness more. God, the question is tonight, do we have a desire to do just that? For, Lord, I know you'll give us the ability. You'll give us the opportunity. God, if we'll just seize that moment. And thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.